I'm sharing the ultimate guide to B2B SaaS SEO. Oh, and even if you're a B2B company outside of SaaS, this will help you a ton too. Let's dive in. Hey, I'm Sam Dunning, co-owner over at webchoiceuk.com and host of the top 100 B2B marketing podcast, Business Growth Show. And if you haven't yet, check out my weekly emails where I share actionable B2B marketing, SEO and website tips, useful podcasts, goodies and more. You can give it a shot over at businessgrowth.email. In this episode, I'll be sharing a complete walkthrough of B2B SaaS SEO from keyword research right to off-page SEO and website best practices so you can make organic search engine optimization a top revenue generating channel to drive a steady flow of demo requests or consult requests and leads for your website. And as I mentioned, this is going to be super useful even if you're outside of B2B SaaS Let's jump into it. But first, what are some of the common problems I see with SaaS companies? Well, often they invest heavily in outbound sales, so SDRs or BDRs hitting the phones, hitting emails, hitting cold prospects to generate appointments. They often invest a ton of cash into advertisements, whether that's Google ads, LinkedIn ads, social ads, or elsewhere meaning they're missing out on a huge chunk of the market that are using organic search that are not clicking ads and showing up top on organic search in Google. And often SaaS companies are under a ton of pressure from investors to hit short-term targets. So medium to long-term wins with organic SEO is neglected. And another thing I see is that SaaS websites are often very thin on content. So maybe they have just a few basic pages like home, about, product and demo, meaning that their site is not content rich, it's not properly optimized technically or content wise, and they're not doing any off-page SEO, meaning organic traffic is massively neglected and they're not getting the organic demos or leads that they could be enjoying. So why the heck should you invest in SEO for your B2B SaaS company? Well, the beauty of SEO is that it can drive inbound around the clock 24-7 not just now, but for years to come, creating evergreen ecosystem of searchable content to drive inbound for your sales team, right from prospects that are ready to speak to sales today, or up to prospects that are perhaps wanting to learn more about your industry, or your niche, or get their questions answered. Meaning if your brand consistently shows up, you're going to build trust, you're going to build reputation, and you're going to drive traffic organically and inbound leads and demo requests for now and years to come, creating that evergreen ecosystem I was talking about. Not only that, but SEO can actually reduce your advertisement spend as once your organic traffic and your inbound flow starts increasing, you may, may be less reliant on pay-per-click based ads. So what do you need before you invest in SEO? Well, before you invest in SEO, you're going to need a solid website, but not just any website. You're going to need to follow best practices. So making sure the website loads quickly within two seconds or so, making sure it works seamlessly on mobile, tablet, and PC, making sure it has an attractive, engaging design that's actually built for your ideal clients in terms of the messaging, in terms of the main pages, in terms of the structure, and that the website is built to be your very best sales rep. As let's face it, websites are live 24-7. Unlike any sales professional, they're constantly there. 
And on the basis that you market and advertise them right, they can be either working hard to drive inbound and drive leads for your business, or if you do them poorly, then they're going to put out a bad reflection on your brand and even cost you business. So ultimately, your website needs to attract, engage, it needs to build trust with, educate, and qualify ideal clients into a steady flow of inbound demo requests or sales leads. I actually put out a podcast and a YouTube episode recently on the seven must-have B2B website pages. So if you want more advice on how to make your website your best sales rep before you invest in SEO, then check out that podcast episode or that YouTube episode to get a bunch of tips of building your website to convert ideal clients. Still unsure if SEO is a good fit for you? Well, the truth is it might not be the best fit if you're a brand new category or you're a brand new sector or brand new niche, meaning that people aren't aware of the problem you solve or the solution that you provide, then SEO might not be the best fit because that means prospects, because they're not aware of the offer or the problem you're fixing, they're not actually searching for your solution on Google. So you might be better placed to educate the market, i.e. creating content that provides details on the problem you solve and the solution that you address to fix those problems. So you might be better creating content on the channels your idle clients hang out on, whether that's B2B, so LinkedIn, maybe podcasts, maybe YouTube, maybe elsewhere. However, the chances are you are in a category that's established, i.e. people know about your sector, they know about your solution, they know that there's a solution available for the problem that you fix. So in which case, SEO is going to be a good use of your time. You should go into SEO with a medium to long-term mindset, meaning that it's not going to be click your fingers done. But over time, it's going to create your website as the go-to for your industry. It's going to build up your brand reputation, ramp up that organic traffic and ramp up that organic inbound. So let's dive into the tactical tips. So we're starting with keyword research. So it's time to ditch and scrap everything you know about keyword research for SEO. Yes, you still need to use the common tools, but you shouldn't solely rely on them. In fact, your prospects, your target customers are one of the best sources when it comes to actually understanding what your target market is searching for, when they need your offer, when they have problems around your solution, when they have frustrations, when they want their questions answered, it's best to get this info straight from the horse's mouth instead of the ones that are actually going to be looking for your offer, looking to fix a problem or improve their business or life. So a great starting point here is to get with your sales team, perhaps have some coffees, some beers, some drinks, have lunch together, whatever you want to do, and make thrash out an entire list of all the common questions that you get on sales calls, all the common objections, and anything in between. Do an entire list with your team of every question that you get, every objection you get around your offer, from around your services, around your pricing, around the features, around integration, around support, everything you can think of. The reason we're doing this is to know what our prospects actually have demand for to get answered, what they might be searching for, what are the most common things that are brought up so we know that they're going to be consistent, there's going to be a lot of demand for them in Google search, and what are the actual words that our prospects, our customers use to describe our offer. So rather than guessing, we're literally using the words that our customers use regularly to us. And you can get this information from your sales team. You can also listen in to sales calls with tools like Gong 
and you can sit in on customer success calls to get all this valuable information and thrash out your comprehensive list. And once you've got that comprehensive list, the reason that we've built that out is so we can seed out long tail keyword opportunities. And when you're building out the content for your information, service, product pages, feature pages, support pages, demo pages, and more, we're handling the relevant objections to each offer. And we can put in an FAQ section on each relevant page where we can address those objections, address those questions, and basically do a salesperson's job. And not only that, we're creating content that's got real demand that's actually searchable. Thus, it's going to rank better on Google. So then we want to jump into more traditional keyword research. This is where you can use tools like SEMrush, Hrefs, Ubersuggest, Google Keyword Planner. There's many others on the market. And if you're looking for a free tool, check out Hrefs Webmaster Tools. We use it over at WebChoice and they're currently a sponsor of the show. Imagine if there was a free tool to help you rank better on Google. Introducing Hrefs Webmaster Tools. It audits your website and recommends changes to improve your search rankings and traffic. Hrefs Webmaster Tools helps you analyze new backlinks from other sites and scope out future partnerships. We use it at my company, WebChoice, and recommend giving it a try for yours. Just search Hrefs Webmaster Tools and give their free tool a trial today. Are you tired of the competition stealing your potential clients and website traffic just because they rank higher than you on Google for the main services or products you offer? Or maybe you're already investing in SEO or marketing, but your website's failing to convert your hard-earned visitors into a steady flow of qualified sales leads. Or perhaps you already work with a web or SEO agency, but they're just not getting you the results they promised. Let's fix that. Get in touch with us over at webchoiceuk.com. That's webchoiceuk.com. Mention the podcast and set up a call with Sam to see if we can help you with the results today. So to start with, you want to start with bottom of the sales funnel keyword opportunities. Thus, people very likely to want to get a demo or speak to sales today. So if you're in a sales space, you might be looking, let's say, SaaS sales. You might be looking at sales enablement software sales proposal tools, sales proposal service, those kind of things might be relevant to your offer, meaning if someone types them in, they're probably looking to get a demo today. You want to go niche, you want to go specific, and you want to be as focused in on your target market as possible. So when I say niche, long tail and specific, let's say you provide CRM services, rather than just going after CRM, which is going to be a massively competitive term, let's say one of your target markets is small businesses you might say crm for small business let's say another market is accountancy you might go best crm for accountants let's say another is tradesmen best crm for tradesmen or crm for trades companies etc you get the idea we're going niche we're going into our target markets we're also attracting the ideal fit clients that we want to actually get demo requests or inbound leads from so think about all those target markets so understand what they're searching for, then use the SEO tools and software to give you a good idea of the amount of traffic that they get and understand that traffic isn't the be all and end all. 
Uh, some search terms could have really low traffic, but could be super high intense when your prospects search for it. They actually want to speak to sales today. But the good thing about SEO tools is they can give you competitor research. They can check out what your competitors are ranking for to give you some ideas. And they can also give you a rough idea of the difficulty of different search terms. And some other ideas for your keyword research are problem-based searches. So in our case, that might be how to reduce website bounce rate, how to reduce the churn rate. That could be how to improve conversion rate on my website, how to rank higher on Google, how to invest in SEO, how long does SEO take, what's the typical timeframes, all these kind of common problems and addressing those. Another could be comparisons. So your company name versus a common competitor. And the beauty of this is you can build out competitor pages. So it really helps convert prospects that are evaluating you versus another vendor. Another idea is question searches, how to do X, best way to do Y, how to improve Z. Covering each stage of the sales process, the sales funnel from initial problems that we talked about to evaluation to directly searching for the solution, the high intent search terms we talked about earlier. And finally, going for zero traffic searches. So if you know that there's a specific feature, a specific service, a specific industry that you want to target with a search term, and you know there's demand for it because you get commonly asked it, your sales team do rather, and perhaps these keywords are showing up as zero traffic on the common SEO tools or software, but you know there's demand for it, why not go for it? Because you've got to remember, a lot of the common SEO tools are working off historical data. So they might show zero traffic now, but the truth is these keywords are actually driving traffic. So if you can build a best-in-class website page that ranks, you can soak up, you can enjoy all those leads because none of your competitors are going for them. So bear in mind, zero traffic keywords can actually be a goldmine. Next up, we've got on-page SEO. And on-page SEO is typically split into two sections. You've got technical SEO. So how your website is technically built. And then you've got the content side of the things, how the content is put together and structured. So let's dive into the technical SEO side of things and what that entails first. So technical SEO will typically start with an audit of your website and it will cover a whole bunch of things, typically involving things like page speed. So you want to make sure your website loads nice and quick on mobile, tablet, and desktop. You can use a tool like Google PageSpeed Insight to check your page speed, and you can get actionable tips to improve it. A few common suspects for a slow site are things like heavy images, if the image files are too large. It could be you've got a ton of plugins on your WordPress site. Maybe your platform's out of date. Maybe you've got a bunch of videos, and you want to actually make those images that when you click them, they load the video. Those are some common suspects, but make sure you check out your page speed on a tool like PageSpeed Insights or GTM Metrics and understand where it's at now. Try to get it to two seconds or less so you don't have tons of people bouncing off your site and negatively impacting SEO. So you want to set up SEO data tools like Google Analytics so you can track the traffic your website's getting. You can track conversion rates so you can set up conversion points for click to calls when someone fills out forms, when they book a demo, when they click your email and various other things like how long people stay on the website for, key pages they visit, all your traffic sources from organic search, from paid search, referral, uh, socials and more. You can also look at tools like Hotjar so you can see recordings of heat maps of where people are clicking on your site, but also session recordings, how people interact on your site to give you an idea to improve your conversion rate. You want to set up Google My Business and Google Search Console to help with your SEO and recording too. 
You want to assess your competitors. So see what keywords your competitors are targeting, how well they're ranking, any gaps or any areas that you can improve upon. You want to sort out your metadata, so your meta titles and meta descriptions. So what's actually shown in the search engine results pages and encourage people to click through when they see the descriptions in those. You want to sort out your heading tags, so your page titles, your H1s, H2s, and so on. So how your page is structured and how Google's going to pick up your content. You want to build out landing pages. So for each of these main keywords that we're going to look to rank, we want a relevant, dedicated page. So Google's actually going to serve up prospects content that's relevant to their search query, give them the best answers possible. You want to look at other things. So keyword cannibalization, i.e. when several pages might be ranking for the same search term, you want to pick the one that's going to be the most relevant rather than ranking for stuff that might not actually give users what they're searching for. And also sorting things like alt text for images, sorting title attributes, sorting core web vitals best practices like we talked about page load speed good solid technical seo with all these points that we discussed and also making sure that your website gives visitors the best experience possible no matter what device they open on making sure menu navigation is easy to view both on mobile and pc making sure it's easy for prospects to find what they want whether they want to book a demo whether they want to check out your resources whether they want to quickly see what you do how you help them and more making sure your website ultimately gives your end visitors the best experience possible from speed right through to end conversion. And when it comes to on-page content, your first priority should be building out all the pages that high intent prospects might be searching for relevant to your services, your features, the industry or the persona that they're in. So I'm gonna go through our B2B SEO for SaaS page in a second. It's also worth bearing in mind that this should be the first focus because it can capture high intent prospects when they're searching for that offer and that's relevant to their industry. Really good for those long tail keywords we talked about earlier. And once you've built out all those pages, then you can look at higher up the funnel. So building out article pages to address problems or questions or more that your customers might have. And recently, at the time of recording, Google recently rolled out the EEAT framework. So that stands for experience, expertise, authority, and trust. So you want to make sure that your website demonstrates hands-on experience as well as all those other factors. So if I take a look at our B2B SEO for SaaS page, some of the basics that you want to think about is straight away giving prospects the answer they're searching for. So giving them a quick overview of the topic that they've actually searched for. Having a call to action above the fold. So if they do want to speak to sales, you've got a call to action to click through to get a demo. We then like to put in some social proof so this is a long form page. We've then got some sliding testimonials. Then we're talking about the topic in a bit more detail. So in our case, what is B2B SEO for SaaS? What does it entail? Then we've got a video walkthrough of how you can win with B2B SEO for SaaS. Then we talk about how it works. So what is the process? How do we get results? What's involved? Does your business actually need it? So talking about if it's relevant for the prospect and the user, why they should pick you, why they should pick your company to help them with the solution. Then we talk about the process in detail. So in our case, analyzing everything from technical SEO, off-page SEO, content link building, giving them the full scope of work so they can understand what's entailed. A bit more about why they should choose us and the approach that's involved. And then right down to the bottom, we've got FAQs. And this is actually taken from the list that you'd have made earlier with your common questions that's relevant to this 
page. So we're talking about things like how long does it take? How much might it cost? What should you do before you invest? Um, isn't it faster to invest in Google Ads than SEO? So we're literally bringing up the objections that your prospects might have, addressing those directly, removing buyer anxiety and making them more, more likely to trust your brand. And then we've got another call to action at the bottom, some brands we work with to finish off. So that's not a bad structure in terms of making sure you address Google's EEAT framework, making sure you give prospects the answers that they're searching for, handle their problems, give them the benefits that you provide, answer their questions, give them clear social proof to build that trust, and then guide them to take action with that request a quote or whatever is relevant, maybe request a demo, book a call, whatever's relevant to your offer. In fact, this is the framework that we've built out on our own pages. So we recently put out a page for B2B SaaS web development at WebChoice, and that's actually now outranking Salesforce and outranking Webflow for that target keyword in the UK, EU, and some other countries. So give that a shot when you're building out your website content for those key pages that you wanna get ranking. And once you've nailed your on-page SEO, you wanna look at off-page SEO. So this is everything you do off your website from content distribution to listings, to building backlinks and more. Off-page SEO is gonna be especially important when you wanna get competitive and more generic search terms ranking. So one of the best ways to do this is by building quality backlinks. Google sees backlinks as a trust building factor for your site. They can build up your website's domain authority and get those difficult to rank pages up in the organic search results. There's a few free ways that you can use to build up your backlinks. So the first is actually guesting on industry relevant podcasts. You can use a site like Chartable where you can search for your niche or your industry. You can find the top ranking podcasts. You can then prospect and get in touch with the hosts of the podcast on tools like LinkedIn or via cold email. Ask them to go on the show, give them a compelling pitch of the problems you can talk about and the benefits you can bring to the show. And then if you get on those top ranked podcasts in your industry, once you've recorded a useful session, you can ask on the page that they put out on their podcast website, on the article page, to give a backlink back to your site. So that's one way. You can also partner with complementary companies. So let's say in our space at WebChoice, maybe we'll pick out analytics softwares or CRM softwares. They don't directly compete with us, but they offer a complementary service. We could create some content together, maybe a podcast, maybe a video. And then we'd also create some article pages on each other's websites and then put a backlink to each other's sites. You can also use Help a Reporter Out, H-A-R-O. This is a great platform where you can actually submit to request or put out a article on journalism sites. So you can look at the available pitches where journalists need help putting together content, you can put together a piece. And if they actually approve your article, you can get a really strong backlink from a journalist and news based or article site. It can be quite tricky, but it can pay off massively if you get a really high authority link back to your site. Another way is pitching guest article sites. So any sites that allow guest based links or guest based articles, you can pitch those that are relevant in your niche or your industry. Or the last free way is to actually create content that's just so good, that it's just so well ranked, so comprehensive, answers all your common prospects, questions, problems, is a super useful resource from A to Z. And it's so useful that people just rank to it naturally because it's so hard hitting and it's one of the best in the industry out there.
And then some paid ways to build up backlinks are actually purchasing editorial links so where you put out a great article and have a link back to your site. Yes, paid is done many times in the SEO industry. Just be careful that you're not going to spammy sites that put out thousands of links and that could give you a negative impact. It could even cause your website to be as bad as blacklisted on Google, which is possible, or it could have just a really poor impact on your rankings, pushing you down in the search results. Or you can go to an agency or an SEO consultancy or a company like WebChoice to manage the full SEO process for you from on-page to off-page to link building. And another way to build up your off-page SEO is through citations or directory listings, where you find out directories that are relevant to your niche, to your industry, and you put up your business listings, your company name, address, details, and you can also get a decent link back to your site. So to wrap up, if you're not in a brand new category or a brand new sector, SEO is going to be a goldmine of opportunity to ramp up your organic traffic and inbound demo requests and inbound leads. It's going to create an evergreen ecosystem for not just the medium to long term, but for many years to come, meaning that you've got multiple lines in the water. So whenever a prospect has a question around your industry or your niche, whenever they have a problem they want fixed, or most importantly, whenever they're ready to speak to sales today around your offer, if your website shows up top of organic search, you can capture that demand, you can drive them to your website and then convert them into an inbound opportunity. Not only that, it can reduce your advertisement spend over time with the organic traffic and inbound that comes in. And it can complement a demand generation strategy. So if you're doing things like LinkedIn ads, if you're doing podcasts, if you're doing organic social content, if prospects are constantly seeing you outside of Google and when they do a search on Google, they're seeing you up top too, it's going to build up your brand reputation, build up your trust and make them more likely to go ahead with your business. If you do need help with your organic SEO strategy, feel free to get in touch with us over at webchoiceuk.com. As always, if you enjoyed today's episode, a quick rating or review on Apple or Spotify is much appreciated. Or if you're on YouTube, a subscribe goes a long way. And with that, I'll catch you on the next one. Cheers.